Making the journey as a pastor, publisher, and entrepreneur. This is the Becoming Mr. Insurance podcast with Ryan Frank. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to episode number three of Becoming Mr. Insurance. I'm Ryan Frank. Thanks for taking this journey with me as a pastor, publisher, entrepreneur, and aspiring insurance agency owner. I'm coming to you from beautiful, sunny Florida. Uh, Yesterday, I was able to speak at the D6 conference. It was the first conference that I have been able to attend or speak at in over a year. And it was awesome to be able to meet at a Marriott in Orlando um, in a room with nearly a thousand leaders um, to worship and learn together. And I took the main stage and I talked about who, not what. You know, a lot of times when you go to a conference or an event, it's good because you're able to step back from the day-to-day grind and think about the why behind the why. Like, we all focus on the what of what we do every day, whether you're a ministry leader or a marketplace leader, whether you work in the secular or the sacred, you are always thinking about what you do, what you do. But sometimes it's good to step back and remember why you're doing what you are doing. But yesterday in my talk, I didn't talk about the why behind the what, I talked about the who behind the what. The who, the one that is with you, let me point up, the one who created you, the one who has made you unique. And as I was driving home from my talk yesterday, I got thinking about those five points. And I was addressing a room full of pastors and church leaders, but I thought, you know, these five points are really things that I've kind of wrestled through in my journey um, in the world of insurance over the last few months. And I want to share them with you to encourage you. I spoke from Exodus chapter 3 and 4. When you get to Exodus 3 and 4 in the Bible, uh, you meet Moses. Moses, this one as a baby, is sent down the Nile River in a basket. He is discovered by Pharaoh's daughter. He grows up in uh, the palace of the Pharaoh, right on the edge of the Nile River. He's well-educated, well-treated as a prince in Egypt. Until one day he gets a little angry, he kills an Egyptian, and now the Pharaoh turns his angst toward Moses, Moses has to go running out of the desert for his life. And this is where we meet Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He's nearly 80 years old. He's entering early retirement. And the Bible says that he's just watching over his father-in-law's sheep when he sees this bush burning. And if you've grown up in the church or read your Bible, you probably know the story of Moses and the burning bush. It's not uncommon for Moses to see a burning bush out in the wilderness. What makes this story uncommon is that the bush keeps burning and keeps burning. It's like one of those logs that you buy at Walmart that you can light on fire and it just burns and burns and burns and burns. And God speaks out of this bush to Moses and tells Moses, Moses, I know about your people, the Hebrews back in Egypt. They're being oppressed. They're being mistreated. I'm going to use you to go back to the Pharaoh and to deliver my people out of the hands of Pharaoh. 
And if you know the story in Exodus 3 and 4, Moses starts right in with these excuses. And he gives five excuses. I unpacked these at the D6 conference. And they are this. Number one, I don't know enough. You know, what if people start asking me questions? I'm not going to know how to answer them. Uh, or I'm sorry, number one, first excuse was I'm not good enough. His second excuse was I don't know enough. Excuse number one was I'm I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not qualified for this. And Moses was right. On his own, he wasn't qualified. But, but, and here's the thing, the deliverance of the Hebrew people out of Egypt had very little to do with Moses' abilities. Had a lot to do with his availability. And then, God says, you've got this. And he goes on with his second excuse, the one I shared just a minute ago out of order, and that was, I don't know enough. What if they start asking me questions? I'm not going to know what to say. And God's like, you know what? If, some, if they start asking you questions, you tell them, I am sent you. And reminded Moses of God's name, I am that I am. I am sent you. Now, he could have said, Moses, you know what? You've grown up in Pharaoh's house. You've had a great education. You're well-read. You've got this. But, but God doesn't say that. He says, remind the people, I am. Moses goes on with a third excuse at the beginning of chapter 4 of Exodus. And he says, people won't take me seriously. They're not going to take me seriously when I do this. He, he lacked that uh, confidence. And, and God says, Moses, what's in your hand? A stick? Throw it on the ground, and, and it becomes a snake, right? And then God says, grab the snake by the tail, as if it's not scary enough to grab a, the snake. Everybody says, you, know, you don't grab snakes by their tail. He grabs the snake by the tail, it becomes a stick again. And, and then he says, take your hand, put it in your shirt, pull it out. It's, it's white with leprosy. Put it back in your shirt, pull it out, it's clean. God reminds Moses, Moses, I've got this. But Moses goes on with a fourth excuse, and he says, God, I'm not a good public speaker. I, I don't know if I've got the, the credentials. The, I don't know if I've got myself what it's going to take to speak to all these people. God says, Moses, I'll give you the words to speak. Don't worry about it. And finally, he gives this fifth kind of excuse out of desperation. and He's like, you know what, God, I'm not qualified for this. Please find someone else. And God tells Moses, remember your brother Aaron? I'll give you Aaron. And Aaron will help you. Now Aaron, Moses was 80 years old when this happened. His brother Aaron was 83. Can you imagine this? 80-year-old Moses and 83-year-old Aaron. They go back, right, to, to face the, the strong, mighty empire of Egypt. What a sight. And, you know, after, after a while, it took Moses a while, after he rehearsed all these excuses, he finally did accept the call. And once he accepted it, he, you know, he took it on. He was so single-minded, really, until the day of his death. And Moses could have got preoccupied with all the what's and the what-ifs, but instead he learned something, and that was that God's got this. Remember the who behind the what. As I've thought about my, um, my journey as an aspiring insurance agent, 
I, I've gone through these excuses in my head. Now I'm very entrepreneurial and I get excited about things and I see the upside. But I have found, I've got to admit, I've thought to myself, I'm not good enough to do this. We're going to hire all of these agents in the next few months and we're going to start selling personal and commercial policies. And, and do I have what it takes? I'm a pastor, right? I publish books and magazines and do, con and do events and, and I know a little bit about real estate, but insurance sales and, and premiums and renewals and all this stuff. And, and I've wrestled, I've kind of, I understand Moses' second excuse, and that is I don't know enough. This, I had to go through a 200 hour class. Thankfully, I passed it. Now I'm studying for the state exam in Florida. And do I know enough? I mean, this is so much information. And I didn't study this in college. You know, I'm 45 years old, and this is all, this is a whole new niche, a whole new industry for me. Do I know enough? Uh, Moses' third excuse was, are people going to take me seriously? And I thought that. Are people actually going to take me seriously? You're selling insurance. You're building a sales force. Right. Do you do you get it? Um, I don't know. Are you entering the game a little late? What about Moses' fourth excuse? I'm a public speaker, and maybe he lacked the confidence. I, by the way, I don't know that Moses was really a bad public speaker. The Old Testament is full of his oracles and speeches and sermons. Maybe it was just that Moses was super humble, or maybe it was God genuinely, genuinely uses people who are flawed and have problems and imperfections. I think both are true. You know, God's not looking for perfect people. God's looking for humble people that are willing to learn and be used by him to do what he has wired them to do. And I have found such confidence in that, in this journey in the world of insurance. And finally, Moses' fifth excuse was like, God, I'm not qualified. Please, please find someone, send someone else. And God answers Moses by saying, you're not alone. I'm going to give you your brother Aaron. In my journey, becoming Mr. Insurance, I'm so thankful that I've discovered I'm not alone. There are a lot of great people out there that I can network with, that I can become friends with, that I can learn from, and that they can learn from me. Um, whatever journey you're in today, if you're like me and you're interested in becoming an insurance agency owner or you, you want to start a journey in sales, uh, wherever you're at, remember you're not alone. Don't be too preoccupied with the present. Moses could have been preoccupied, and he was for a while, with the present as he was rehearsing all these excuses. Remember the future. Remember the future. If you become too preoccupied with the present, you put yourself in a position to lose heart, and you put yourself in a posture to quit and fail. Don't do that. Um, remember who is with you. You've got this because of who's got you. Thanks for tuning in to today's Becoming Mr. Insurance. Thanks for taking this journey with me. Um, this show is available on YouTube. It's also available on, as a podcast. Wherever you like to listen to your podcast, your favorite podcast, just search for Becoming Mr. Insurance and you'll find it. Please share this with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to join Ryan Frank on Instagram and Twitter at RyanFrank75.